The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome in the latest episode of the Five on the Floor podcast on the Five Reason Sports Network. Make sure to check out FiveReasonSports.com. Spell it out, F-I-V-E, ReasonSports.com, where you can find not only links to Five on the Floor, but also to Three Yards Per Carry, which just cleaned up during the NFL draft. They around circles around everybody else uh, covering the Dolphins. Also, check out Five Rings, Kane, Cinco Arizona's, the Shula Bowl podcast, Light Skinned Opinions, Balls Cast, everything else we have there. That includes our YouTube feed, stories, columns, and our merchandise, we've got a ton of new Tua stuff. We were very happy that he got drafted because we have a Tua shirt that's our best seller there. But we've got four new ones. We're putting everything in kids' variety, everything in women's variety as well. And we're doing the same to our 11 Heat shirts. So go check that out at 5reasonsports.com backslash merchandise. Some of the merch is held up a little bit, obviously, because of COVID-19. So get your order in now. The sooner you do it, the quicker you'll get it. Also want to thank all of our sponsors including the Gonzalez and Tiber Law Firm, which is a sponsor of this episode. You can find them at bankruptcyisgoodforyou.com. That's bankruptcyisgoodforyou.com. They represent clients in South Florida, but also in Orlando, Orlando, Tampa, and Fort Myers. Important these days that you can do a consultation over video conference or telephone. They can do that for you. You can call them at 954-678-8354. That's 954-678-8354. Five four. Look, a lot of people don't like to talk about bankruptcy, but it's actually one of the few laws that exists to actually help consumers. The new stimulus program, which was passed by Congress and signed uh, by the White House, just made some important changes to the bankruptcy laws. So it's important to have an attorney explain the changes. Don't try to figure it out by yourself. And look, they've got payment plans and there are little to no upfront fees. So you really should check it out. And if they can't help you, they probably can help someone you know. If you're lucky enough to make it through this crisis with no financial problems, reach out to somebody else and tell them to contact Gonzalez and Tybro Law Firm over at bankruptcyisgoodforyou.com even before the pandemic. A lot of people were carrying a lot of debt, living paycheck to paycheck. Bankruptcy can give them a chance to start fresh and it doesn't ruin your credit. So check it out. Again, bankruptcyisgoodforyou.com, 954-678. Eight three five four, and now today's episode. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a Miami Heat and NBA podcast from Ethan Skolnick with Alvon Sydney, aka Alf Nine Five Four. Brought to you by the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on the Five on the Floor podcast. I've got Alphonse Sydney, who just got done doing. How many hours of streaming did you do last night? I think we did uh, four and a half hours total. Now, so. I had to do this. Now, I mean, the two previous nights, we did big NFL draft shows. We had, uh, you were not one of them, but we had, I think, 21 contributors over two nights. Okay. All the three yards per carry guys Josh Houts, Louis Sung, Kathleen Noah, and Ryan Lasner, whose reactions made it to a CBS Sports. Uh, Instagram post, okay, like we were everywhere during the draft. Our guys nailed it. It was all great. You were not part of that. 
but you made a decision to join us for five reasons to drink, which was our Saturday show. And then for some reason, after an hour and a half of that, which I had had enough and I was drinking a soda because my daughter's here, you decided to then do another four hours. It was three. I think it was three more hours. It's not, it's not that I decided we started drinking and like, I have literally nothing else to do. So if you weren't drinking, so you were having Coke and you, you have your daughter there. And so, you know, you're done and you go about your merry way. The rest of us had nothing to do. So what do we do? We all just said, well, let's, we were just going to do a zoom call where we all, you know, me, uh, Friedman, Kylie, Lasner, and just get drunk. And we're like, well, and Alejandro said, well, no, I'll keep producing it. So Alejandro kept producing it and we just kept going. So I don't like, understand. I don't understand him. Now that's our producer, Alejandro Villegas, who, who's taken control of YouTube and a lot of other things in our network. He also is on Cinco Arizona's. He's got a big, like in the Spanish community, he's got a big profile on Instagram and video. He's big in baseball, big in soccer. I don't know why the hell he's doing that for, with you guys for three. Ethan, there's nothing. To, first of all, he wasn't even there for like, he just left it going and did his thing. Like he wouldn't play video games or whatever he was doing, watch a movie with his wife. I don't know what he did, but he just like left us to our own, uh, our own uh, accord, just did whatever he wanted to do. And he would come back like periodically, like every 30 minutes and like post some tweets and then go right back to whatever he was doing. So we really didn't put him out at all. He just, we just, uh, we're just getting drunk, hanging out. All right. So that's the five after five reasons to drink, which was sort of the post game to the two draft shows. You guys then did a post game to the post game. Um, but People now we're still to, watching like three hours I, in, which I, I, I didn't I, that, understand. That I don't understand either. I, I, just, I, I was not one of them. I checked on once on the YouTube channel just to see what was going on to see how I was going to get sued. And then after that, I decided, okay, that's it. I'm going to sleep. And that, that was the, and you know I me, mean? I, I usually stay up all night. Like that was, I, I just, the only, the only person, the only person that got in trouble was Lasner. Well, I don't want to discuss that. On <laughs> podcast. Uh, we're not going to get into that. That's our marketing coordinator. You have a political disagreement with him, as do I. We're not going to discuss that on the podcast. All right, let's get to uh, what we're going to talk about today. Uh, I guess before we do, I think a lot of people missed it because I dropped it like Wednesday night before the NFL draft. But I did an hour episode with Shane Battier, which people should really check out. Now, I know some people have complained about the audio. This time it wasn't us. Uh, his wireless was a little shaky. And when you have a certain amount of time with a guy, because I know he had a hard out point because he had to, he had something else to do. I didn't want to stop this, that. I just like, okay, let's blow through it and see if we can do the best we can with it. I hope you enjoyed it. it it's great, 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 great content. Um, everything about him, you know, in the horse astronaut and the speech in Toronto on the bus and going to Denny's and him being mad at Spolstra and all these backstories as only Shane can tell them. So his relationship with LeBron, his relationship with Dwayne, his relationship with Mike Miller, uh, it's terrific stuff. And so you should definitely check that out. But now we're going to pivot a little bit here and we're going to involve the, the biggest story of the weekend, which is that the D Miami Dolphins are relevant again. Um, and that has not been the case. And for people who know my background, the first team I covered down here was the Dolphins. I switched to the Heat pretty quickly. And then I was kind of back and forth with the two teams for a decade. And then I was purely Heat once LeBron got here. But I covered them a long, long time. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of success. The closest that they ever came, I think, was that 2002 team uh, that I covered that started, you know, they started basically uh, five and one winning in Denver on a Monday night or Sunday night in, in a blizzard. Uh, they looked great. Jay Fielder got hurt. Chris Chambers got hurt. Ronde Gadsden got hurt. Ray Lucas went two and four. 
Uh, they end up, you know, missing the playoffs because they have awful games in Minnesota, New England. The next year they miss the playoffs also. And it's pretty much been all downhill from there. They, they have not been relevant. Uh, they haven't had a quarterback of any note except for one year of Chad Pennington since Marino retired after the 99 season. So we're going back more than 20 years. The Heat won, have won three championships since, since the Dolphins last won a playoff game, okay, which was – the year 2000, uh, December 30th, 2000, with Lamar Smith rushing for 209 yards. They've not been a relevant franchise. And so I have made this argument with a lot of people, Alf, and I know you have as well, that the Heat are the team in town, that this is a basketball town now. Uh, there's nobody under 35 years old. You're 39, I'm 47. There's nobody under 30, 35 years old who cares about the Dolphins more than the Heat that I can find, <laughs> okay? They I mean, they're out there, anywhere. but they're few, they're few and far few between. Few and far between, right. The, the Dolphin crowd is mostly, and I noticed this on the draft buildup, the Dolphin crowd, a lot of it is on Facebook. Why? It's older and it's whiter, okay, than the Heat crowd. It's just I'm, I'm not trying to divide people. I'm just saying that's the demo, okay? In this market, this market's gotten more and more diverse, and the younger that it is, the more prone they are to love the heat because that's the winning that they saw. It wasn't the dolphins. So I will ask you this. I thought they had an exceptional draft. I, we're not going to evaluate their draft, but they drafted the guy that I thought they needed to take. Everybody thought they needed to take. They needed a charismatic face of the franchise that people could, could get excited about. And Tua is it. So I will ask you that. Are they now a threat in your view to sort of take what used to be their crown in this market back from the heat? I mean, this market is about one thing. It's about success. It's about winning. It's about championships. So if, if Tua does prove to be, you know, uh, everything that Dolphins fans are hoping he's going to be, then yes, they have a great chance because at the end of the day, the Dol- for, the, for football not to be king in a town like this, the Dolphins had to be really, really, really inept for a really, really long time. It's not about the game of football or the sport that has relegated them to second place around here. It's just how bad they've been. So even a little bit of competence can catapult them uh, back to the number one spot pretty quickly. And if they start having playoff success and I mean, if they win a Super Bowl, this town is going insane because it doesn't matter where you are um, in the country, a Super Bowl is bigger than an NBA championship. But I just, I feel like, I mean, I think people are getting a little bit ahead of themselves. I've been screaming that they're going to draft two of this entire time. Um, I, you were you were saying the same thing. I just thought it was just common sense. Um, this the the marketing aspect of it, like just it just made all the sense in the world when your entire fan base wants one guy, uh, even if he flames out and is a bust. Like they're not going to blame you because that's the guy that you were supposed to take. Right. So, but yeah, as far as uh, the Dolphins taking over, yeah, I mean if they win and they're consistent. And they have, and they're competent. Yeah, they're gonna, they'll, they'll take back over. But that's the thing with the Dolphins. Like, is that actually gonna happen? Right. And look, they did for the first time ever. And Alex is joining us now too, which is good because we've kind of got. I wouldn't say three generations on this pod, but Alf is <laughs> cl- cl- close to between us. Uh, you're, but, not but, old, you're not that old. <laughs> no, no. Well, right. Then, well, right neither right, am I. No, neither are you. But close enough. Uh, but, it's like it's like you had Hank Goldberg on. The show. Uh, well, right. No, Hank would be a different generation. If we if we had Hank on and uh, and some of the guys that used to populate the airways for sure. Uh, I, well, it's I, true, I, right? We're all like I'm a Zoomer. Alpha's a millennial, and you are uh, what is it? Yeah, but he's borderline millennial, and I'm I'm Gen X, but and I'm, I'm borderline Zoomer. I'm, I'm borderline barely a Zoomer. Zoomer. Yeah, so I mean, we all kind of qualify. I mean, I guess, uh, and I'm going to get to you here in a second. I, you know, the biggest thing to me is 
it's, it's not just that they drafted the guy everybody thought that they should take, which is the first time they've pleased their fans in about 20 years, uh, the obvious choice, and didn't overthink it. Uh, they made all the reporters overthink and do their bidding for them and throw a bunch of smoke out there, and that was embarrassing for two weeks. It was just pathetic. But the, the biggest thing that, that they did was I, you know, they displayed competence, I think, for the first time ever. Now, we don't know if the players can play, but the moves made sense. They, they're building a foundation in the trenches. They added all the offensive linemen. They added defensive linemen. They added players at premium positions in free agency. Uh, you know, they, they're fortifying the secondary in a passing league. They, they, you know, they didn't give Tua a ton of weapons, but they got a running back who was pretty good uh, in Brietta for really nothing, a fifth-round pick. And, you know, after they got Jordan Howard, so they've got pretty decent backs, and they're waiting to add the rest of the skill guys next year when they're loaded up with draft picks again. Um, and they have a pretty good receiving core if it's healthy. So, like, they look competent. And to me, that has been the big difference. And that's the column I wrote about before the draft. I said, Dolphins, be the heat. You know, do be the be aggressive. Okay, do what Riley would do. All right, go get your guy and then build around that guy. It appears they've finally done that. So, Alex, I'll go to you. You are a Dolphin fan in addition to a Heat fan, um, but you're also you're also you're not as much of a Dolphin fan as a Heat fan. And I feel like that is your generation. Yep. Is there anything that can be done? Like, you're are you always going to love the Heat first? Like, if the Dolphins going to win two Super Bowls, are you always going to love the Heat first? Well, yeah, it's different. That's a hundred percent, right? Because you can't you can't replicate the the childhood stuff, right? And growing up, like that's how it's always been, right? I I was born in the later years of Marino. I obviously didn't see it. Same same way with the Heat, right? I was born during those those uh, Alonzo years, uh, but because of that, I grew up with the Heat only being the the consistent good team in town. I ended up favoring basketball. I love the sport, and then the Heat were always successful. So you know, all of that stuff was always there. I, I always linked them with with positive emotions all the time whereas the dolphins and marlins like disappointment and negative emotions <laughs> so i was i was so happy the other night when they picked to it because because of everything right because of everything i was saying just now is that that's who everybody wanted you to pick you know it's the guy from alabama statistically he was the best quarterback on the board and it's just awesome to see them get a franchise a franchise type of player if he ends up turning out to be that way and i was literally thinking about it last night i'm like oh, this is going to be the thing that ends up swinging it towards the Dolphins. I swear I was thinking about it. Because if Tua pans out and they're good in a couple of years, I think it's going to go right back to being a football town. Like, that's that's there. That's still there. That population is still here. And they will ride for the Dolphins once the team is really good again. It's going to, it's going to get crazy at the Hard Rock. Well, it's it's been described as a latent football town now. Like, right, like, like you said, it's under the surface. It's bubbling and waiting for something good to happen. But, but, but the to people me, still care. They're still all no, no, no. They, they, they do care. But again, I think it's generational. Like they do care, but I, I see who's in my mentions. And it's just, it's just, it's like, I would say on average that, that if you talk about the passionate fans for both teams, it's probably a 15 year age difference in terms of the median age. Well, I think the question that you, we, that you really have to ask is, will the Dolphins ever be able to get the young fans back? I think well, they will. I was, in a, I was just going to say, like, I think Tua and them being good in a couple of years, they're going to be exciting. And that's exactly the type of situation you need, right? Like, you need a, you know, uh, an exciting quarterback who you can consider a franchise quarterback. And I think everybody's just so used to them being whatever and kind of mediocre that I think it'll, it'll get the young people right back on their side. I know I, yeah, I'll I, be right back on there. I, I didn't watch a, a game of Dolphins football last season. I agree with you there. I think if – but like I said, like I said before, it's about success. The name Tua – 
I'm not going to try to pronounce his last name because there's an N in there that I just don't uh, see. No, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, it's Tagovailoa, right? Tag- no, I thought it was like Tongavailoa. Like Tongavailoa. Tongavailoa. But where's the N? Anyway. There is I'm no not- N. But about, okay, well, we, you and I can't pronounce Giannis's last name either. So, and, no. and, and look, that's a conversation. We're going to have that conversation before the end of this pod because that could swing it right back to the Heat, okay? Uh, very possibly. And I, I did have some conversations with people at the Heat this week. I have a little more clarity about how they're approaching uh, the salary cap situation going forward with with, mm. with COVID-19 so we'll get into that but but yeah I, I do think I I understand what you're saying it's about success uh, to me this biggest thing is this the, the the biggest team in town is usually the team that has the biggest star okay and for years um, even when the heat were good okay the the late 90s heat which were they were very good as Alex referenced with Zoe and with Tim uh, but even when Dan was near the end, it was still Dan. Like, Dan really wasn't that good after 1995. He had the Achilles injury in 93. He was really good in 95, but the team wasn't. And then Jimmy came in, and Jimmy didn't want him, okay? <laughs> and and basically, the whole thing was, Dan's going to hand the ball off now, okay? Like, And Dan's not going to be able to audible anymore. And every day on the radio, I mean, thank God, Alex, you didn't have to listen to this. Every day on the radio. In fact, to the point that Neil Rogers made fun of it all the time. Jimmy and Danny, Danny and Jimmy, Jimmy and Danny, Danny and Jimmy, Jimmy and Danny. Danny. That's it. Every day. Every single freaking day. Drive time. Play the hits, Ethan. Play the hits. (laughs) That's what all it was. Jimmy and Danny. And it was what their relationship was. And it was clear Jimmy didn't want Danny. He wanted to build his own program. And he got halfway there. He got halfway there with Jason and Zach and Pat and Sam and that core. Uh, But they could never get. And then they added Ricky, obviously, with Dave. And they can never get over the hump. But I, I, to me, the thing is, it was always Dan. Even Zoe, Zoe was never the number one guy here, okay? And even when, when, when Dan left the stage, it was more Jason and Zach and then Shaq and Dwayne, okay? It was never Well, Zoe. in the middle there, you had the Hurricane players that were more popular than Heat players. Correct. You had the Ray Lewis's, the Ed Reed's. Yeah, the late uh, 90s, early 2000s. You could, right. You could that say 2001 that. team was, yes, absolutely. Ken absolutely. Dorsey was a bigger name than Eddie Jones, if you will. Like, was that the case until like 2006 when the Heat finally won? No, until Shaq uh, came. It was a case of Shaq. It was Shaq came. came. Okay. Shaq changed it all in, in 04. I think that I mean, Dwayne, to a certain degree, there was excitement. There was some buzz about That him. was about the time that the UM thing had just uh, ended, right? It had just stopped being that, elite. Yeah, sta- they, that, start, that started to fall apart. And, and then the Dolphins then, they, they fell off. In, you know who the biggest star was in this town probably in 2003 was Ricky Williams, actually. R- Ricky was probably yeah. the biggest star in this town. Like when Dwayne was drafted, Ricky was the – in 2002 where he rushed for the 1800 – whatever it was, the 1800 – 1853 – he was the biggest star in town. Everybody want to know about Ricky. And then, you know, and then obviously, you know, Ricky and Dan Levitard's relationship and Ricky running off to a hut uh, and everything else. And that whole thing seems so crazy. The time all he was doing was smoking weed. I mean, just seriously. Like, I mean, that's all. <laughs> what do you all... think about it in today's standards? Oh, my God. He wasn't doing anything. I mean, I, look, I didn't have a great relationship with Ricky when he was playing. He was standoffish. But he had social anxiety and everything. Uh, it got better after, after he was done. But like he 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 was the biggest star in town, I think. I, I think I mean Zach to a certain look. Let's just be honest. Zach to a certain demo, absolutely. Okay, like white sports fans in this town, it was Zach. Okay, uh, and and rightly so. I mean Zach was tremendous. Jason had his own has own followers, but and then it became Shaq and Dwayne, and then it was really just Dwayne. Okay, <laughs> and that's it. Till I mean, last Dolph- year. <laughs> till till til, til LeBron. Till LeBron. Til LeBron. Yeah. Till til LeBron, and then and then Dwayne again. 
And the Panthers haven't had anybody. I mean, Bar- I've said this before. Barkoff could walk through Sawgrass Mills, and nobody would know who he was. Pavel Bure is the closest thing they had to a quote-unquote big star, but nobody really cared. Uh, and and they didn't win anything with him. And so, and that was, and the Marlins, you know, had what two blips, right? Like '97, but that lasted a year, and they were all gone. And then 2003, and most of them were gone right after that. And Miguel Cabrera was a star, but not like a mega, mega star. Dontrell was bigger than Miguel. Dontrell yeah. was huge in 03. That was, yeah, that that was, was an year. attraction. Um, I remember covering Dontrell versus Randy Johnson at the stadium. Oh, my and God. That, that thing I was, was at, I think I was at that game. Yeah, that was a 2-1 game, and it was just Dontrell captured this town. Like just like People forget that. Like For about two years – Dontrell and Ricky. Those were really the two. Um, those games were that, that's the insane thing is those games he brought people out more than Jose did, which is wild to me. Yes. Yes. Um he moved the needle like no Marlin ever has. Like those games were packed. I went to a lot of those games during that 20 win season. Mm-hmm. I mean the place was insane. And it was for a pitcher. <laughs> it wasn't for home runs or big hits. It was just to watch this gangly guy on the mound throw. Yep. Like I mean, just throw the most insane shit that nobody could hit. It was just, it was just a, it was a wild season. Or but two. you're right though. A lot of it was style with him. It was that he looked unconventional. And the other thing was, you know, he was unique. Okay, uh, black pitchers in the in 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 Major League Baseball are somewhat rare. But the last guy I can remember that captured everybody like that was I was growing up in New York when the during when Doc Gooden came up, and that was I mean you talk we like I was 11 years old in his 84 season and we were like trying to get off the bus as fast as we could because Doc was pitching at three o'clock that day. Like that was everything was I mean those teams in New York were Strawberry huge. and Doc man Strawberry and Doc and Hernandez. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Miami Heat. Mendez and Carter, those games were huge. But, and baseball is not like that anymore. But like, but yeah, Dontrell captured people. But I guess the big point to make here is it, it's always about the biggest star in the market. And Tua has a path to that because Jimmy's charismatic, okay, but Jimmy's not LeBron or Dwayne. So, the question we're going to get to after the break is if Tua is what we think he can be, do the Heat have anybody who can be bigger than him or are they going to get somebody who's going to be bigger than him? So we'll get to that in a second. All right, guys, before we get back to the show, I want to welcome everybody to our newest sponsor, Apollo Leaf. 
Okay, Apollo Leaf provides top of the line premium CBD extracted and then formulated for maximum benefit. Apollo Leaf offers unique products like their sleep sprays and energy sprays, which are especially useful for this current turbulent time, right? People ask me all the time, Alf, why CBD? Well, CBD benefits include anxiety reduction, increased focus, sleep assistance, pain relief, and more. Apollo Leaf is based out of Miami, so they're local, and they only source ingredients from top farms in the USA. Apollo Leaf uses broad-spectrum CBD that includes all the benefits of the cannabis plant, but removes all the THC. So go now to www.apolloleaf.com and use code HEAT at checkout for 25% off your first order. That's right, guys. The code HEAT, H-E-A-T, your favorite basketball team, and that's 25% off at Apollo Apolloleaf.com. A-P-O-L-L-O leaf.com. Now back to the episode. All right, back on five on the floor. So after two was picked, and and people know that our Twitter account tends to skew towards the heat. Okay. I would say again, this is demographic. Twitter tends to be younger than Facebook. Uh, you know, my demo tends to be more heat than dolphins. People forget I covered the dolphins. And so, you know, people who are cover the Dolphins for our network are always complaining that, you know, whenever I put up a poll, it doesn't matter what it is. It could be, who do you, who do you like better? Um, I don't know, uh, Jay Crowder or I pick the best player on the Dolphins and it'll be the Heat player. It's just, it's always going to be the Heat. So I put this up. Now, again, this was after, you know, the euphoria of the Tua pick. But I said, who's going to be the big, if, if both stay healthy, they're both 22 years old. If both stay healthy. Who's going to be the bigger star in this town, Tua or Bam? What do you guys think the results were? It was Tua in a landslide. I even voted Tua. Same. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm the I'm both Alex and I are huge Heat fans, and I think no and matter what fans, I'm not. I'm a Dolphin fan at all. Like I can't stand the Dolphins for the most part. Um, and we, if we both pick Tua, I mean, come on, like what's that? What's the average sports fan going to say? 70% to a last I checked uh, with about 3,000 3, votes. Now, uh, part of that is euphoria of the pick. Nobody's even seen to a play in the NFL. We may not for another year. And I wonder how that affects this, but also the quarterback in a town is typically the biggest star, right? I mean, yeah. or, uh, I mean, I mean, I'm trying to think of how many cities that would not be the case. LA um, where else? Dallas, Dallas, he is, even though they've had pretty big star. Who would be the bigger star right now, Dak or Doncic? Probably Luca, right? That's a really good question, man. Right? That's a really. That's, I, I would say I, you Luka. know what, and I think there's a there's a segment of of his own fan base that doesn't like Dak, where there's no there's not there's not a Mavericks fan out there who doesn't like Doncic. It's hard That's not true. to like Luca. Well, okay, well let me give you this one. Who was it, Romo or Dirk? Oh, well, we wouldn't know about that. Um, I think it was it was probably Romo before. Th- no, Romo was see Romo was another guy who was controversial with his own fan base. Mm-hmm. Dirk was it's not because the Cowboys were are, are you know the, the biggest fan base and have got so many opinions that you're gonna you're just gonna have those opinions all the time. Yeah, and then also their their lack of success. I mean, yeah. Dirk was winning sixty games every season. Like it was very, it was hard. And yeah, they they didn't break through to two thousand eleven. But even so, even when they lost in two thousand six, which they just played on Sun Sports, mm-hmm. um, and I couldn't, I, I found very few questionable foul calls, which was strange. 
Um, yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> like, if you go back and watch, like, there's nothing there. There's absolutely nothing no, there. No, no, a lot no, of guys really? couldn't guard Dwayne. Yes. That, well, because they because they kept putting two on Shaq. We've talked about this. Like, yeah, but that's an, I mean, there's another podcast where we we should one day just break down every game and like and talk about what what you call, would call a controversial call. I mean, the most controversial calls were going both ways. Anyway, but that's a whole other conversation. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Dirk was always beloved. Like, they even when Dirk failed, everyone made excuses for him because he was putrid in those finals, the last yes. four games. Right. He couldn't hit the side of a fucking building. And I mean, Udonis has him, who's four inches shorter than him, locked him up. But Dallas fans always made excuses for Dirk. They never made excuses for Romo. I mean, as a Giants fan, I used to, I used to, I would tell you right now, Romo was a better quarterback than Eli. Oh, I agree with that. And I, it's not, was, I don't think yeah, it's really I, that close either. No, I, I agree. It's just that, yeah, Eli won the two Super Bowls. But, yes, other than that, he was. But I wonder if that was a national-local debate, though, because I wonder if that was uh, – I think locally it was Dirk was more popular, but nationally the Cowboys have so many, you know, are, are a national team that I wonder if nationally it was more them. I mean, let's – okay, so let's look at some of the other teams. Uh, in Boston, it's been Brady for 20 years. I don't think it's really mattered who the sell. Pierce, Garnett, I think it's still been Brady, right? Like, it's right. That would be an accurate statement. Um, Los Angeles, I mentioned. Uh, San I think Francisco. Larry Bird is still bigger than Brady. Right, but not. I'm, current, <laughs> I'm, talking, about, I'm, I'm talking about current <laughs> players. Uh, I mean, Ch- Chicago hasn't had a player of any note since Michael. Uh, Ro, I guess if you look at, was Rose bigger Rose. than whoever the Chicago quarterback was yes. at the time? Probably. Yes. I don't, don't remember who, who the, was the Chicago. You don't remember the quarterback, so that's oh, it was, your. It was, oh, you know who it was? It was Cutler. It was Cutler, wasn't it? Or yeah, was it was it, Cutler. Or was it Sexy Rexy? And well, I think well, it sort of spans the eras there, right? I think like, so. In, I, in I, the case, and yeah, Rose is bigger. Uh, in Denver, it's it's usually the quarterback. They really haven't had a. I mean, right now, I guess Drew Locke and Jokic. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other big cities. Uh, DC, uh, it's the quarterback usually is is polarizing there. And I mean, that's typically the way that that goes. And, you know, they, and I guess Beal, Wall, whatever. Uh, Philadelphia, has it been, I mean, now is it Wentz or is it? Uh, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, <laughs> right. Is it Wentz, Jalen Hurts, or is it Embiid and Simmons? I guess it's Wentz. It's, Listen, it's, it's, it's if you're Wentz. in Philly, there's, it's the Eagles above everything. Right, right. So that's, so I, and most towns are like that. LA is, LA is an exception. Uh, Detroit's an exception because it, it can be the hockey team, actually. Uh, it can be the Red Wings. But, I mean, there are, there are a few exceptions around the country, but typically the quarterback is, is the most polarizing, talked-about person in the town. Now, here, Tannehill was polarizing, but in a way that nobody really gave a shit. Like, he just he – didn't, he didn't – I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't charismatic. And to me, that's the big difference here, and I want to pivot back to the Heat. Tua not only has ability, but he's charismatic as hell. Okay. I mean, he is like, I mean, from the way he dresses to the way he carries himself, just the way he speaks, the way he just has, he has presence. Like he's a quarterback. Like the Dolphins haven't had a quarterback. Like I like Jay Fiedler, but like getting Jay to say anything, but, um, uh, 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 was as smart as he was, was difficult. Like Fitzpatrick has some charisma, but nobody thinks he's going to be here long-term. They've had guys like Cleo Lemon and John Beck and Joey Harrington who played piano. They haven't had anybody who's had any charisma. I mean, Chad Pennington doesn't even really have any charisma. He played the part, but he didn't have any charisma. Culpepper was a, was like a dead man walking by the time he got here. So this is the first guy. And I guess, so let's get back to this. 
Bam has charisma also. It's natural charisma. He doesn't like – he's not as flamboyant as Jimmy, but he's growing into it. Can he become a – if Tua is what we think Tua can be, can Bam become great enough with his personality to be the biggest star in this town? Is it even possible in your view? I think he's such a low-key guy, man. Like, I just – like, he does have a great personality. Like, he's not boisterous. He's not Myers Leonard. Um, he's not He's not even Jimmy uh, when it comes to that. Like, he's just, like, really, really good, nice kid. Like, he's just – and he's just, he's humble. Like, it's almost like he's too humble to even ever approach that status. He's always just he's, – he's, like, workmanlike on the court. And, like, he's just – he's always – he's going to put up 18 and 11. Um, with six, may one day get up to four, five, six assists. And I mean, I think he's there at five. So he's gonna maybe up six, seven assists. And that's not um, superstar uh, takeover a town material. He's the kind of player that'll help you win a championship, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. But he's not, he'll, I don't think Bam will ever be that kind of name. And I don't think Bam wants that kind of name. I think that's probably what's gonna hold him back. After he, it just doesn't even seem like that's something that he wants. Like, do you guys talk, when we talk to Bam, do you guys, talk to a guy who wants to be a star? I don't think he did, but I think he's starting to figure out that he likes it. Uh, I, I noticed, Alex, you noticed the change at All-Star? I, I thought that... Yeah, he, he got a little bit more confident after, I think, just getting named it, and I think he liked getting that cons- that, that recognition, but I do agree with Alf, though, that he doesn't, he doesn't seek that out, and I don't think... And, and, you know, he's very humble, like Alf said. He's also, like, he's got a low voice. He's always very laid back, right? And there's something about him, and, and Alf, like, what Alf was saying about his numbers, and I, I think that's going to be my key point here, is that I think he's going to be somebody that's known as, you know, somebody you really like in, in this town, even though maybe, you know, he's not as exciting as Tua, if Tua ends up being what he's supposed to be. But they're going to associate him with winning. Because all he's right. done so far as as a starter is help the team win. And he's going to, you know, he's somebody maybe going to win most improved. I think they're just going to be in a few winning seasons from here on out, and they're going to associate him as, like, one of the biggest reasons where it's going to be his own identity. He's going to be stand before and after the win because, I, I mean, it's just that big profile. I think his town is going to be Zoe. He's going to put up, like, similar – like, his best seasons are going to be similar to Zoe's best seasons as far as just counting stats – I mean, he'll never uh, he, he'll he completely buys his own playmaking. Like it's not even close. Right? But as a big man, first of all, it's hard for a big man to be uh, yeah, a superstar. unless you're Shaq, right? I mean, you have to have you have to be Shaq outside be outside person outside over person. the top. Like, and the, the thing is, he doesn't even play as much like a big man as some of these other guys we're talking about. Like, he brings the ball up. He he basically plays point for forty percent of the game. So he's a different kind of player, but for the average sports fan to differentiate that is hard. They still think of him as the big man for the Miami Heat and big men. Like I said, he'll be, he'll be beloved like Zoe, especially with diehard fans. Um, tertiary casual fans will, will, will know who Bam is, but he'll never, he'll never reach. If Tua has a 10-win season, yeah. he completely surpasses everybody on the Heat as far as a name. All right, so let me, Barbara, let me, uh, let me throw a wild card at you. Um, because obviously there's the possibility of a Giannis, uh, and we'll talk about that here real quick. But the guy who does have the personality for it, if his game catches up, is Tyler Hero. And I wasn't even thinking him when I was making the Bam Tua comparison, but what if Tyler Hero is a 23, 24-point-a-game scorer for the Miami Heat? 
Ooh. with his with his quote unquote drip. Charismatic okay. white guy. Oh, <laughs> right, right. Well, listen, I, I mean, don't think he's that charismatic, but I do see what you're saying. I mean, he it, he doesn't even have to be charismatic in the traditional sense. He doesn't have to say outrageous things. But we saw what happened on the court. What was it he said to somebody? You can't effing guard me. What was that? Who was the? Uh, he, he made that comment to. I forgot one of the guards was an OKC guard or something like that this year, and that caught fire yeah. on social media. He's cocky as hell. He'll make, when you on the watch, floor. when it matters, on the floor, on the yeah. floor. Okay, I mean taking that like you know, you know, big balls three. Okay, when they didn't Bro, need a three against Philly, yeah. against Philly, and I'm watching. Talk about euphoria. Right, and I'm watching Tua highlights, and I'm watching Tua run around and make throws he shouldn't make, and I'm just thinking the guy that resembles the most on the court for the Heat is Tyler Hero. It's not Jimmy. I like not that. Bam. And and also, like you said, and let's just not get around it. He's got the white boy thing too. And he's got he's a he's a white kid who doesn't act like a white kid, which is like the best of both worlds. Yeah, so okay? to everybody. <laughs> he feels to everybody, like the white kids are gonna love him, the black kids all love him. Okay, I can already tell on social media and everything that that they quote unquote a word we use in our five reasons to drink, they stand for him already. I uh I just I don't know. To me, He's more likely than Bam. I agree with you. I think Bam will always be the great complimentary piece, the the unbelievable complimentary piece, the guy you want playing with somebody. But he's more of the Scotty. I don't, in terms of personality being the the forefront, I think it's more Tyler. But let's get to this one real quick, and then we're going to head out. We're going to talk about some some NBA ramifications on future podcasts this week. I want to save that stuff so we get enough material. But let's just look at it this way. What if they get Giannis or Beal? Uh, Giannis would be the biggest star. Yep. Um, Beal would not. Agreed. Both uh, and, and, this is this is also we're also like we're couching this saying that two is going to be successful. Right. That, and that's like, my assumption. Right. Yeah, I mean, we're if assuming, it's not successful, it doesn't matter. Right. We're that's, assuming playoff burst. Um, we're we're assuming a couple. Uh, at least getting to the second round, like in the next five years, getting to the second round in the next five years and three uh, playoff appearances is super successful for him. I'm assuming he's a Pro Bowl quarterback. Within the oh, if he's a Pro Bowl, yeah, but he's he can't surpass Giannis. Uh, if Giannis comes down here, Giannis is the biggest name in South Florida. In South Florida or internationally? Because uh, first thing, Giannis does not have a LeBron outsized personality. I mean, he doesn't have a Shaq, but not even a LeBron outsized personality. He doesn't even have a Dwayne personality. I mean, Giannis is pretty. But is that because I, he's still in the early stages of his career? Like, I don't remember. I just think it's him. being that I, way in, in the first contract, you know? No, no. But I, I mean, I had conversations with both when they first came in with LeBron, with Dwayne. I covered Dwayne, covered Giannis. I can tell you, Giannis was the quietest. I mean, I wasn't around Giannis as much, but I interviewed him a handful of times his first two, three years. I, I, I mean, he was as humble as you could possibly get. He still is. I mean, he's he's funny. Um, he takes some shots now at James. They all seem to be at James Harden for some reason. But, like, I, I he's not – But LeBron. honestly – Like, he's his, not a guy who, when he says something, everybody – Like, with LeBron, LeBron couldn't breathe without it, like, leading Bleacher Report. Yeah, but like, Tua's like, not going to be LeBron either. Like, honestly, when I hear Tua speak, he he's as humble as – I think he's, he's as humble as Giannis. I mean, he's just a really nice kid. But, yeah. Jan, and, but they both do things on the field or the court – that like I mean, uh, when when Giannis was putting the crown on his head, talking yeah. shit to LeBron, like oh my god, that man. was amazing. Could you imagine if that was that, in Miami? That might have been the Boston. moment of the season, right? <laughs> and the problem is he's in Milwaukee, right? You're, now you're talking about a guy with the game of Giannis, who's already an international superstar, um, already considered top three player in the NBA. 
And then you put him in a city like Miami, and the way that he the, – the screaming, the yelling, all the – like the Bosch roaring kind of stuff that he does on the court, yeah. I mean, he would take this town over overnight. Like, he would be the biggest overnight. Well, I see, I look at it like internationally. And he's more established than Tua as well. And they'd be winning right away at a high level. Yeah. He's just more established. That's almost maybe not a fair comparison. Okay. But but why do we say no Beal? Because he he doesn't have that kind of charisma, basically. I mean, he's not. He doesn't have the charisma or the name. Like, you know, I think think a cat, there's, I mean, it's silly. I think it's because he plays for the Wizards. But when you look at his numbers, they're so insane. I know. And but like he's just he's not a like casual fans don't know who he is. Right. I'm not casual fans. Like non-basketball fans don't know who he is. Right. No, and and Jimmy has a bigger personality than him. I mean there's there's no I mean no question. Yeah. And Jimmy has a bigger personality. Bam. The reason I'm not really mentioning Jimmy, a part of its age and part of it is just his style of game. His style of game is not flash like we're surprised when he dunks like it's not it's that's not especially not in miami like he's not even trying to be the scorer like in chicago no. he, he was trying to be the the the, the primary scorer there's a little bit no, more here, flash there but here it's not he's, he's the point guard yeah here he's mostly known for the memes like it's like it's like i mean the, the faces he makes yeah and that kind of stuff and, and well that's and everywhere so- I, there's so many of them jimmy butler is maybe mount rushmore of gifs no he, what, he is <laughs> that's a topic for <laughs> well you you know um, what I would say, like this current Heat team, if they won a championship, would it be would it be a Dwayne Wade type of deal where some where a superstar like came out and it, like it was a coming out party, or would it be more? I think it would be more of a collective. It's a collective. Yes. It, yes, it, yes, it, that's, it, that's why. Yeah, that's yeah, why you're it, not going to find a star in this group because it'd be more of a collective. But I, I do think of the guys on this team. The guy who I could just see blowing up, and I, God, I wanted to see like it in the playoffs. Tyler Hero, I just I wanted to see it this year because look, Duncan Robinson doesn't have that kind of charisma. Tyler Hero ha- <laughs> has it; he just oozes it. Even though, like you said, it's not even the things he says. Like he he was in a, to me an impossible interview when he first came, and he got a lot better. He got a lot more comfortable. I I've, I'm just watching it happen. I saw it happen with Dwayne. Dwayne, the first couple of years, I've told this story many times. I, Chris Perkins and I had him alone at the all-star game in Denver in his second season. And we were the only two people talking to him. And I walked out and I said, yeah, Chris, I really didn't have anything to say to him. Like they, there wasn't anything there yet. He hadn't experienced anything. And now think of Dwayne. Like you could talk to Dwayne about global politics or <laughs> shoes or wine. His, or whatever. Uh, he, he did an IG live with Steph, Steph and Aisha Steph, Curry. I saw that. Like, you know, Dwayne, Dwayne became Dwayne during his time in Miami. I just can't imagine what Tyler, I mean, Tyler Harrell wore that to the draft. That's all I got to say. He I think him and, Jimmy, him and Jimmy are always going to be the bigger profiles and bigger characters over Bam and even yes. the Beal, I think. Yeah, I think, I think most likely. But it's interesting. But anyway, this is three Heat guys who pretty much agree that the, the quarterback would be the biggest guy in town. So I guess there's something to that. Check out all of our sponsors. We didn't mention all of them on this particular podcast. Uh, but go to chiropractickeystone.com if you're having back trouble. Our guy, Dr. Jonathan Chung, can evaluate you, and he's got a great special right now, uh, which is basically a 15-minute consultation video or over the phone, and he can check you out. And then essentially the first one uh, after that would be 50% off. Also, check out Christopher's Bakery. I'm going to order another one from there. You can find him on Twitter at Nilla Wafer Cakes. Go to Christopher'sBakery.com backslash five reasons. Type in five reasons. You get 15% off there. So we've got a lot of great promotions coming. And we just uh, signed a sponsorship deal with Mr. M Sandwich Shop. If you've ever been to that spot, it's a great spot in Hollywood and also in Davie. And we're going to have uh, a promotional deal with them where Five Reasons listeners and Five on the Floor listeners are taken care of. Check out FiveReasonsports.com as well. 
and we'll be back a couple more times this week. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Five Regional Sports Network. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.